Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First-Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, ladies and gents, boys and girls from beautiful Buffalo, New York, USA. Welcome to episode 168A of Tales with TR. Thanks to my guest, Ryan McDonald, for last week, filling in literally on 10 minutes notice. And uh, let's get right into it. So before I start. Well, I have started. What am I talking about? Well, I want to give a shout out to a Shorzy fan slash Chicklets fan slash Habs fan that uh, I just met downstairs. So I'm in Buffalo. We're staying here at the Marriott real close to uh, the Riverworks where, as I've mentioned, the Ball Hockey Masters World World Championship is happening. We're playing today at 540. We open against uh, USA. So those who follow Chicklets, my buddy Bobby Hauser. Uh, but Bobby plays on USA. Uh, they get a good squad. Played against the boys over the years. and uh, Watched them practice yesterday. They're going to be as good as any team here, so we're going to have to be on our toes. But uh, anyway, outside of that, that's not why I'm saying this. So this was a big fan. I met her in the hall, in the hall, down basically the lobby of this hotel. She wanted to get a few things signed. She knew we'd be staying here, follows ball hockey. And there was a group of them there that are going to be at our game. And so anyway, we had a, we had a chat. So she, she wanted to do those like tarot cards. Like she, you know, she was proud. She told me how, you know, she roots for me and she's, knows I'm a Capricorn and, you know, told me what my week was going to possibly end up like because this is what the Zodiac sign says. Uh, I think her name was Samantha. So anyway, Samantha, and I know you're probably listening. I know I kind of joked. I didn't mean to poke fun at the, what do you call that? The, The astrology. But I've always found it. Um, What's the word? I've always found it comical. I just I find it almost ludicrous, but I, I I appreciate that you're into it. And you know, I don't know, like maybe 
my views aren't always right. Um, you know, astrology, people are into astrology. It seems to me like they're into religion, right? Like it's, if you're into it, you're into it. And you believe that your life can be guided by it as a force. You, 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 you not only believe, I mean, you're invested years in whatever it is and, and mental anguish and, 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 and stress. And a lot of your questions are answered by the Zodiac sign. And okay. So I get that. And I mean, we all need something to point us in the right fucking direction, right? I'm not saying we don't. Um, I, the reason that honestly I always have is because I just think logically and I look like, I don't know, let's say what, what's, I'm a Capricorn. I know that because people have, you know, I know what it is. There's only 12 Zodiac signs, I think. Or like, most of it correlates with the months. But anyway, my mine, I I think I think Capricorn's like January. I don't know. Let's say sixth to February tenth. I I don't know. But I think that's where I fall. Oh, just one sec. Hello. Uh, no, thank you. No, don't need service. I need a couple of towels. One sec. It's literally housekeeping. You never know what's going to happen. Sorry about that. Had to get some towels. Um, I'm doing all this on the fly. That's why often it's hard to get guests because I don't know. I'm wedging this uh, podcast here now. I mean, I got up, I had a little little small bite to eat. Uh, and now we've got a, I'm going to eat right after this, my pregame meal. It's 540 is our game. Right now it's 1030 a.m. So I'll eat right after this. Then we have a team meeting at 2 and uh, we're all going to go over a little bit early to watch the Italy-Greece game before us. So, like, it's, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I and, and the meeting at 2 just got called this morning. So it's not like I can, you know, I'm going to have Jeremy Rowanick come on soon. We got Jason Greger, who's a great guest. Those of you who don't know, check out Edmonton Sports Scene. You know who Jason Greger is. He's one of the best guests you could ask for uh, that isn't a celebrity per se uh you know Roenick is an absolute legend but i don't want to get these guys and have to cancel because i have a ball hockey meeting i you know and i because in this case the ball hockey meeting has to be attended you know we've got to i approach this like i approach any playoff anything it's you know we're team canada we're here for a reason you know we're from all over we have a week to get a to do a job I can go down to a goddamn meeting. Well, I mean, I have to. Mm. But anyway, anyway. And I do, I promise, somebody, everything goes back to normal. When I get back on Sunday, and then we're going to start them coming. I'm going to have Jeremy Roenick, Tiger Williams. Oh, God. Andrew Shaw is going to come on again. We're going to get uh, his take on, on uh, a lot of things hockey. And uh, the guy's an interesting guy, too. Played a lot of sports growing up. I know I, I had him on a, when I had him on a little while ago. But anyway, he's going to come back on. Uh, I've got Biz Nasty because we got the spit and chicklets coming up. And and those guys, I think Witter is going to come on this time. Anyway. Oh, God. Denny Savard. I forgot that. Um, so I have a bunch coming. I just I don't want to insult any of these people by asking them and then bailing you know anyway so get back to samantha so the reason that i think i just okay i find it laughable is just because 
whatever, what was I saying? Okay, that's my Capricorn. So I think Capricorn is a bull. I, I'm, I'm lost at, I've never really paid much attention. I think it's a bull though. And I'm pretty sure that in astrology, all those signs, there's like Pisces, right? And God, what are some more? Virgo is that one. Aries, maybe. I, I can go on and on, but there, there's all these signs that have to do with when you were born, and the signs are literally constructed from looking at the sky and seeing the way the stars line up and, like, connecting the dots somehow. Like, the Big Dipper isn't one, but that's a constellation, and they're all constellations then, I guess, yeah. So, you know, I guess the most familiar constellation to me is the Big Dipper. So think like the Big Dipper in astrology, that would probably mean something. But, you know, my constellation is a bull. And now if you look at the sky where Capricorn is, you really can't see a bull. It's not obvious. It's just back in the day, a long time ago, when no one knew what a fucking planet was, people would look up and see lights. And they would connect the dots somehow. There had to be gods. There had to be something. I mean, it's you might as well, if I was back then, I'd put all my money in into the horse that was the most logical. So if I'm looking up and we're here for some reason and the sun comes up and then the moon comes out and, you know, there's all these lights in the sky. Some are rotating, some aren't. Yeah, if we look closer and closer, we can pick out little uh, 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 tendencies for these lights in the sky. I mean, I would probably think that my life was being guided by that kind of force as well. Right. Just like the religions. I mean, most of them come from thousands of years ago when we didn't have electricity. We didn't have we didn't know what bacteria was. We didn't understand what how a fucking tree grew. We didn't know people were just going around drinking and fucking and whatever they were doing, fighting and killing. And I don't know. There was a lot of whatever humans do now they were doing then, but they just didn't have the knowledge. So you would think that these crazy elements of nature around us were probably responsible. So I can see how this started, okay, how it started. But now that we know that what goes up must come down, now that we know what gravity is and we know what black holes are and we understand our place in the solar system, much less the galaxy, the universe, the known universe, we know about carbon dating we understand that the dinosaurs were here and, and and were wiped out we understand that the planets are literally rocks pulled in to a star's gravitational pull being the sun and our sun is just one of billions of stars just in the milky way which is our galaxy and then the trillions and quadrillions and quintillions of other stars and planets and asteroids that are out there that are all being guided by a gravitational pull. We know what time is. We know you can speed up time and slow it down depending how fast you get in correlation to the speed of light. We understand what medicine is, what vaccines are. 
we can replace body parts, organs, not just a finger. We can replace organs. We're getting to the point you can download your brain. My grandmother was born in 1899, and I remember talking to her in her 80s. When I was a kid, I'd get dropped off there after school in the two hours um, that I was on my own before my mom and dad got home. And she told me that she used to take a fucking horse to the store to get milk once a week and whatever the hell else it was. And when she never saw a car, there was no electricity in 1899 where she was. It just being invented. By the time she's five or six, she hears about a motorized vehicle. Well, by the time she's 70, people are walking around on the moon. All that science. Okay? So, to go back to what I'm saying is that now that we know all that, then to me, when I look up and I look at those constellations, I realize that those stars that we're looking at are way far apart. They don't really look like they, and even if they did look like a bull, what does that have to do with me? But they don't even really look like that. The Big Dipper doesn't look like the Big Dipper from anywhere else that you're looking at in the universe. Again, we're in this tiny little part. For us, it looks all that way away. But those stars look like they're lined up, like they're like two-dimensional, like they're painted onto a painting. But they're not. It's only from our angle. Those stars themselves are millions of light years apart from each other. Right? They're just part of what we look up at. They're, what, six, seven, or eight? What's in the Big Dipper? Eight stars? In... In, in a sea of stars, of literally billions and billions just in the Milky Way. And that's just five of them. They, 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 they are probably, you know, they're so far apart that we couldn't even reach them in a human life. I mean, like, from each other, from us, obviously. But those stars, right, they're not at the same depth. So if I'm at the other side of the Milky Way looking at that, it looks nothing like the Big Dipper. They're disjointed. I don't know. Let me think. If you, if 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 you looked at a, a building, okay, from the front, and and, and for you you could for some hypothetical, you could just take away all the the, the, the you know the, the the bricks or whatever it makes it. You could just you think you got a computer computer and and, and you're you're looking at everything in that building, and then you take away the bricks and you take away the offices and all that, and all the people that are sitting in that building or standing or walking or whatever. Well, if you're looking from one angle, it'll look like they're all kind of lined up. If there's, let's just say there's 15 people in that building scattered from, it's uh, 10 floors and they're at any random place. Let's say 30 people in the building, okay? But they could be any at any part of the building. But if you're looking at it, on a computer screen or on a, on a on a picture, they're all right there. You could line, you could connect those dots and and make some kind of a picture about it. But if you turn it 3D, which real life is, and you move to the side, you'll see that it's a completely different picture. They're all at different depths. They're all over the place. So it doesn't really look like the bull that you drew or the house or whatever it was, right? They're all completely in a different spot than you really thought. Welcome to th three-dimensional life. So, so what I'm saying is that how can a picture 
that we're putting together in our minds where you, and, and I get it, I, I get the intelligence it takes to make a system like that, right? I do, and and, 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 and how to organize something and whoever came up with that, like year, fucking thousands of years and it's not going anywhere soon. So the, that is actually brilliant. But now the premise of it all to somebody in 2023 to me seems a little bit I don't want to insult you Samantha I won't say irresponsible but I don't know to me it's laughable yes it is but I mean I I do respect people who are, are, are into it no I mean I, I, I respect is the wrong word of course I, people have different beliefs and I don't that's not a judgment it's not a deal breaker for me it's not even a concern it's not a concern but if you're going to ask me about it, and I'm only saying this because when I was down there, Samantha and I had a decent conversation and I laughed and she really wanted to do the cards. And I'm like, it's just not for me. And because uh, I just don't believe in it. And, and and she asked and, well, you know, you should look into astrology and everything. But that's all I'm saying for those reasons. Like, I don't I can't see how where Jupiter's sixth moon is this afternoon has anything to do with what I'm going to do on a breakaway. You know, I, I just don't see it. I don't see, I don't look at a girl and, and, and take her out and be interested and go, what's her sign? You know, like, well, I would like to take out Stacy, but unfortunately, Pluto doesn't line up with Mars in the way that I thought it would this week. So I can't ask her. You know, I, I just find it, ridiculous and laughable but you know what i don't fucking know i was brought up catholic i'm sure that seems you know some guy sitting there part in the red sea you know i can go into all the miracles and you know moses up on the top of a mountain getting given 10 commandments in rock mary virgin right just gets pregnant a lot of those stories, and again, I, I, now I know a bigger portion of my audience is definitely Catholic and probably thinks, yeah, what that happened? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think it did. I don't. But I, I think something more powerful is out there. I just don't think we can kind of comprehend it. I don't think all these stories are written by humans that I think came out of fear and they needed some reason to that why we were here. And, and and I can see how it happened. I think Jesus, if, if you ask me, I think he was an influential person. I think he lived. I just don't think someone, a human, can get pregnant without someone, you know, without conception. I just don't. That's my belief. So Samantha, the astrologist, um, and to all the Catholics and, I don't know, Scientologists, Mormons, to all of you out there, it's all good. Please don't think that I look any, I, like I said, it's not a concern. I'm just telling you where I come from and my mind just goes to the logical side of things. I don't need a particular God to answer to. I just try to be a good person. And I do believe that, I mean, I have faith in something. I'd like to believe that my actions are, you know, there's a karma to it. What, uh, uh, much in the way what goes up must come down. I believe if you spread good, maybe it'll it'll come back to some degree. I don't think everything happens for a reason. I think we have free will over our, our bodies and our minds. 
But, uh, you know, sometimes things happen to, to, to seemingly not prove me, but suggest otherwise. I know there are some crazy coincidences that have happened to me and, uh, Coincidence would be a mild way to put it, and uh, there are things that even seem otherworldly. But I'm just telling you where I where I come from. It, it's I don't need that to try to be a good person. I believe that if I'm bad, somehow, some way, one of your gods or Capricorn or somebody is going to come back, and I'm going to have some bad luck. I don't really know what it is. I don't really believe it's any of the previously mentioned. I believe that. You know, if I'm a dick, then I'll probably be treated like a dick. That's my religion. Like Penny Lane says, all you need, or as she says, we used to say, you know, I'm trying to explain all this. It's hard when you're, you know, my, my mom is really religious. My dad really isn't. I think he thinks exactly what I think. We used to go to church, to be, to be honest with you, in the 80s. There was a lot of bad shit in the 90s went on. If you really want me to be visceral and graphic about it, once, not one, not two, not three, not multiple, but hundreds, and then thousands of priests worldwide got caught manipulating little boys sexually, I, I checked out. You know, I checked out from that particular, but a, a lot of the things are intertwined with what I believe in. That's the thing, right? The Catholic... At least, I don't know all the religions. I know Protestant and Catholic. Um, and uh, I know parts of each one. But in uh, there's lots of overlapping similar worldviews that I have. You know, I, I believe those most of those teachings. But I don't believe the extreme parts. I don't believe that if you break a commandment, you're going to hell. Come on. Come on, man. Right? Um, I don't believe... Adam and Eve, I just don't, because I believe in dinosaurs and, and I believe in scientists and everything. Else. Like, like I've often said, when there's a major, last year, I don't know if any of you guys remember, there's a major eclipse, maybe two or three years ago now, actually. And it was one of the only, like, Puron, whatever they call it, solar lunar, solar eclipse, I guess. And it, like, stretched out over a huge part of the United States. And I don't know where they were in this particular, it was outside of Atlanta, Georgia, or somewhere like that. I remember just looking at you could see they were they they showed the spot that you know from a map of the places that we're going to see the full-on eclipse so anyway it went from i don't know a diagonal across the states from up around idaho region and all the way down and I, it intersected through georgia it was maybe 300 maybe more maybe 700 miles long and there, there was a whole pocket that you'd see this so people from all over, but definitely from the States, like drove in and they spent a weekend of it camping and just waiting on this big eclipse, right? Now, well, there, if, if it was in Atlanta, for sure, there's a lot of, uh, there you go, speak of Catholics and, 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 and at least God, Jesus followers, I guess, because it's not all Catholic, but I'm just saying from my point of view, and I know there's a lot down. And they, you know, it's a Bible belt, they call it for a reason. So there's a lot of Bible seekers and lovers, whatever you want to say. Not a bad thing, I'm just saying. So when they were asking people there, I mean, they didn't ask him religious questions, but as I look at it, I'm thinking, you know, so if this guy took his family and he's in a motorhome, like I, I wish the follow-up question was, you know, do you believe in dinosaurs? Because a lot of people, if you're really, really, really into the Bible, then you believe in Adam and Eve and you don't believe in this. But the very science that shows us 
the scientists that are telling us that those dinosaurs happened that you don't believe in, well, why are you gathering to see an eclipse? That's science. Now, you, you really, if you believe that these people, and they can, can figure out exactly the exact second that the moon is fully going to pass in front of the sun to a level of, you know, because it also has to, it can happen, but the moon could be further away and you see a little bit of the sun or the moon could be, but in this case, the moon was close. So it looked bigger in the sky and it shut the whole sun out and, the, and they know exactly when that's going to happen. And you're going to take your holidays, your, your week's vacation, whatever, and take the whole family, like three States and book a hotel room and meals and all that and have fun. I mean, I get it. I would do the same, but I just don't see how you can believe that because that's science and you're going to, you know, you're invested thousands of dollars in if you're going to travel around chasing eclipses. But yet you don't believe those same group of people that are telling you, yeah, I mean, it looks like a dinosaur skull because it is a dinosaur skull, right? You can go to a museum and this is what we dug up and we put it together and, you know, this is a Tyrannosaurus Rex and they lived. And that's the tip of the iceberg. But I just go that way because, A, I'm fascinated in not astrology, astronomy. Um, I'm fascinated in science. And I think enough things happened in my religious upbringing to turn me off from it with, with still believing that there's something out there like God or Jesus. or I just don't think we know what it is. Um, lastly, I will say, I just, you know, when I really checked out, and, and this is in my book, uh, my first book, Tales of a First Round Nothing. But I went to St. Like I went to an all-boys school that we had to wear a suit. Like when I say I went to a Catholic school, I went to a Catholic fucking, like we had to go to religion every day. Um, those are in Newfoundland, you know, the Basilica, the oldest church, um, I believe on the island and definitely the most decorated. And, you know, there's basically, remember, they, they, I think an archbishop came from Rome back in the day. And, uh, you know, this is, a site you'd, you'd almost without the religious part it's nice to go into the basilica and, and i mean it's it's like walking into our version our version of you know i won't say the sistine chapel but some church in rome you know it's magnificent um and i get the historical part um but anyway so we you know it was a big part and i wasn't a private school don't get me wrong newfoundland was very is very religious so right up until the late 90s schools were denominational meaning separated by religion so i had a close school to me um say i don't know morris academy that was protestant mary queen of the world catholic so i didn't have a choice even if i lived closer to morris academy i didn't but even if i did i would have to go to mary queen of the world uh, my dad happened to teach at St. Bonds when I was in kindergarten, so that's why I started there. Not every school was all, bo or all boys or all girls, just a, a few in town were, and I happened to go to the all boys. It was good from the perspective that we had our own rink, and we got to skate whenever we wanted. I, I no doubt in my mind that it played a part indirectly. Well, directly, but I just didn't realize it at the time into, you know, playing pro. John Slaney went there before me. He was a ninth overall in 1991. They always had a good sports program for obvious reasons because uh, it was more facilities and um, our, like I said, we had our own rink. So after 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 school ended, we could just go use it, you know, which we did.
College football fans, are you ready for week one? DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN as in the Hockey Podcast Network. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I'm checking out some of TR's music recommendations, throwing on my own summer playlist, or listening to other shows on my favorite hockey podcast network, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer, sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people, or to stay calm with some guided meditation. I recently got to see Blink-182 in concert, and since then they've been my go-to summer listening. And let me tell you, Raycons are the best way to listen to some Blink-182. And here's why. You can use the earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, including noise isolation and awareness mode. Better yet, Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including 8 hours of playtime, so that you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit, and they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, and they sound just as good. And if that's still not enough for you, Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Tales with TR listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com THPN. That's buyraycon.com THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com THPN. Anyway. Where was I? But I remember being in grade two and people celebrate your first confessions or those that aren't in familiar with Catholicism. You, um, you, you, your confession is exactly what it sounds like. You go into a little booth, confessional they call it, and there's the priest comes in and you can kind of see him. It's like through, it's a, it's a, what's the word? You can, you can see a faint like image of him. It's not a total wall, but you're not like looking right at him. So, you know, you can hear him and he gives you advice. So like, I literally, this is true. Like I can go in. I remember my first one, like I was kind of like, I remember I took my friend, Joey Fowler and we all collected GI Joe's little, um, GI Joe, you know what I'm talking about? Little figurines, little toys. And, uh, you know, I took one of his and I remember I never gave it back and I, whatever it was, like maybe he took my Rubik's cube or whatever. And so I, in my mind, was settling a score. And I thought that, and I still would never steal from anybody. I don't think at any point I didn't have a, I wasn't a bad kid like that. 
Um, but if I figured it justified, just like a tit for a tat, there's a lot of school fights. You know, someone punches me, you're going to get it right back. That's the fucking way it goes. You steal my lunch, you're getting a fucking punch in the jaw. That's it. So I thought, eh, Joey took my whatever Rubik's Cube. It wasn't, but whatever. Uh, I figured I was justified. But I also figured I've got to explain this to the to the father, our father, right? Our fucking our father is our art in heaven and all this. He would go, actually, I'm getting ahead of myself. But we would call them, you would think priest, we would say father, brother or father. Uh, homeroom teacher was brother Vaughn. And uh, when I would see him in church or out around, I, I might say brother, I might say father, whatever. So we would go down, everybody each, I think everybody has a version of that, but for us, it was even our whole our, our school system was called the uh, Christian Brothers. They ran it, and for the most part, these were good people, right? The the brothers weren't from Newfoundland, as I recall. They were all from other places that got sent here or whatever. And there were famously Newfoundland is, yeah, there was some that went down for bad stuff, but for the most part, that's why I hate about it. For the most part, they weren't. They were good. They would set up our school sports, and they would, you know, they were there as a definitely an ear to talk to wasn't all bad um and not all of them were pedophiles right but a, a large portion were <clears throat> larger than any other profession that i know but anyway so i remember even then I, I i would often go i remember we had a guy brother costello in grade five and he was awesome man like i used to go in and uh you know the, like the first i guess i guess you could say example or or iteration of like therapy or, or talking to somebody in a, as a father figure that wasn't an actual parent or I didn't have any big brothers or anything, but you know, it was like that. If I had a, you know, like the, the confession part I get, but I, I like the conversation part. Calling it confession means that I, and, and in this booth, like I got to walk, come on, brother, you're here in front of me right now. Brother Costello, you're right there. Can I just talk to you now? Which he would a lot, but he'd be like, well, you know, now we got confessions. So, we'd, like, he would literally put on his fucking robe, go, to, you know, walk 300 meters where the church was, go in, and then I'd go down there, you know, have my peanut butter and jelly sandwich and chocolate milk, whatever, fire in the garbage can and go in. And now we got to put on this guise, like I'm the confessor and you're the, con or I'm the confessee. And, you know, you've got to guide me through the Lord. So I would go in and I remember saying, you know, if I, I took Joey's, G.I. Joe, I think I'm justified. And like in, in, in class, he'd say he'd, he'd have a, an ear. The ear that I was speaking to was helpful. It would be like, yeah, well, you know, you and Joey are got a lot in common. And if you just try to talk to each other more and include each other, you're both athletes. You're both good writers. Like, and I can't remember, but he would solve the problem by having us like work together next on whatever creative writing thing we did encyclopedia Brown or whatever, what okay, Terry and Joey work together. That was brother Costello, the teacher talking. And I got that right. So it's not so much confession as advice, but I go into the confessional, tell him the exact same story. And he'd say, literally, I'm serious. He'd say, okay, do five, our fathers and three hail Marys. And you'll be cool. Like mathematical. Like our father is a, what do they call it? A, a verse or whatever. Like it's, 
in, 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 for those that don't know, if you're Catholic, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us now and at the hour of our death. Amen. So now that's there. I haven't said that since those days, but that's there because we had to do it every day when we got in before class. And then literally you would go into the confessional and that's what he would say. Do give me five our fathers and we're good. So then I do that five times, which means it's not meaning anything. Now it, my whole reason for confessing turns into some numerical math problem. Like, I, I just found it so stupid. And then Hail Mary, right? Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. I don't remember the rest of that. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Hello, Anyway, I think I would if I had to. No, I'm, I'm mixing them both together. Anyway, there was Hail Mary, and that went, and so like, or or if you did something real bad, he might say 12 Hail Marys and 15 Our Fathers. You know what I mean? Like writing lines like Brett Simpson on the chalkboard when he messes up. So the whole idea of this religion or God, I'm thinking like already it's it's numerical. My, my God is fucking Pythagoras. Why why shouldn't we, you know, if, if it comes down to math, anyway. So that was my first red flag, and I was in grade two when that happened. So, and as time went on, I remember right up. I mean, I left to go to Cornell, BC. I skipped a grade two, right? So, but when I went to Cornell, I was in grade nine, but I was supposed to be in grade eight. So, at least high school out there started in grade nine. So I went to, I mean, it was just so weird to play junior amongst those circumstances, grade eight. But, but anyway, um, I, uh, yeah, I ended up going in up to grade six, then grade seven, eight, nine. I went into Mary Queen of the World, which was real close to my house in Mount Pearl. Way more laid back. You could wear like jeans to school, like chew gum in class, like shit that St. Bonds would never let go. And uh, but still, we had to go to confession and stuff. We had our church attached to the school, and well, across it was in the same grounds. And you know, three days a week, we'd all go up as a class, walk over to church go through mass, all of that. And I got to be honest, though, as I sit here knocking it, I'm not only knocking it, I'm giving you a, a glimpse into my life, what it was like. And, uh, and you know, Newfoundland still has, you know, my mom is Protestant. She's pretty religious. And I don't blame her for that, man. I don't sit there and tell her why I don't believe in any of that, right? This could be all a fucking simulation. We could be in a computer game. or Or she could be right. Jesus is the fucking savior and, I'm blasphemous by cursing his name. I, I I don't know. I don't know, man. Who knows? I know I love my mom and her system of beliefs might be a little bit different, but what guides her is the same sort of thing. Be a good person, Terry. You know, don't do the things I would be unproud of you for as a mother. And so I always get into these fucking rants, man. But that's as much not my take on religion or astrology as it is. Just look, that that's where I'm coming from. That's how I grew up. And right now, um, science fascinates me. And I don't think that because you believe in science necessarily means you can't be spiritual. I meditate and all that shit. I don't know who I'm meditating to. But it helps my mind. It helps me concentrate. When I say meditate, I don't know. It comes in all different forms. It's just alone time. Sometimes I literally sit like a Buddhist, but I might listen to 
music. Um, I might, it's not always rock and roll. Sometimes it's, um, sometimes it's fucking classical. I'm really into Johann Sebastian Bach lately. I find that I, my mind just goes, just sit, sometimes smoke a little bit of a joint, maybe take a quart, like a, maybe a quarter gram of mushrooms, maybe. For those that don't do mushrooms, that sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, three to five grams of mushrooms is three to five, like kind of what they call a hero dose that'll like fuck you up, like pink elephants and shit. I'm talking a quarter of one gram. It just really release some serotonin, make you put you in a good mood. You forget you really did it. If I'm going to write or often if I got to go and maybe give a speech or I, I don't know. If, if, if you know, it just, it, it slightly opens a door in my mind. That's more uh, talkative, if you can believe it, but positive, I, I don't know. Uh, compassionate, empathetic, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't need a lot, but just something little like that, like a microdose of mushrooms and a coffee, whatever it might be, man, whatever the fuck it might be. But uh, I find that those things open up my mind. If I meditate during it, I, I think I'm getting to the same place as maybe someone that's Catholic that when they pray, you know, you're really into it. What is it all? I don't know. Whatever it is, it re it's relaxing your mind. It's being appreciative to be a human and to get to share a vibe with so many other humans. We're, we're, we're alive. We're at the top of the food chain and we're alive at the best possible time, I think, to be alive. Um, every time I knock computers and everything, I mean, you know, every time I go, social media is killing the world. Like, you know, I sit back and go, but I use it all the time. And would I rather live, you know, being impressed by fire? Like most of history of humankind, you know, you're, when you go to bed, your biggest worry is you or your kids or your loved ones not being eaten by a fucking lion or a bear or some shit, you know, living. I just want to live. Most of them, the average lifespan was like 32, man. Fuck. I mean that. I'm not joking because so many kids were dying at birth. You know? I mean, we were into the 12 and 1300s and people didn't realize what bacteria were. The black plague going all around and people washing and drinking water in London anyway, right from the Thames River, is it? I know in, in that particular part of the world, just I'm fascinated by, because, you know, just I, I know a lot of the brief history of London, not a lot of it, but where I'm from, I, I guess, and... uh you know, the, you learn about the Industrial Revolution in London and New York. And I, I guess we're kind of, uh, we're, we're, our sensibilities tend to be directed towards the Western world. I mean, I don't know what was going on in Hong Kong at that time. I should, I suppose. But anyway, um, 12, 1300s, yeah, people are drinking from major rivers with not only not only human waste, human bodies, right? Not realizing that the very water you're putting in your you're your, your drinking the plague. No one put that together. Right? I mean, and there were still medical breakthroughs. I mean, the first time someone realized how to mend a or to stitch a wound was a big deal. Um, they were probably using a 
infected needle. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, um, pasteurization and and vaccines. Lately, I know vaccines get a bad whatever your take is on the most recent vaccines. Whatever, let it let it be. But there's no denying that. I mean, the day we discovered va- how vaccines worked, I don't know, it was three or four hundred years ago. I'm not going to do the research right now. I wasn't planning on talking about it, but that was a big change. And, you know, immediately the average lifespan went up like a decade and it still only went up to like 45. Like, you know, we're living now, man. And each year there's more advances. If you want to pay attention, there's more and more attempt. I think um, there's more and more places and options as far as temptation. There's more and more temptations. Uh, you know, I mean, McDonald's is great. And can you imagine if a caveman fucking walked into a Dairy Queen or a Burger King or some shit or a White Castle? They'd be, well, what the fuck? But they also, but also we have, so in other words, that's great that we have those things, but too much of a good thing. And you'll be in that diet 45 category. But what I'm saying is that with we just have more options overall. We have, we have more medicine we have more knowledge so we can live longer. My dad is 71, man. And he hasn't, I, I know I'm knocking on wood here. It has to happen at some point, right? At some point, right? I'm looking, I got a little bit more gray here than I did last year. Well, that's my body decaying because it's going to die, right? That's it. That's life. It happens to everybody. Now, rather than be like, oh shit, like, which God should I pick? I just think, dude, I'm lucky to be alive and I'm lucky to be alive in 2023. I really am. Whatever my complaints are, I'm fucking lucky, right? I'm lucky. Now, I was going to talk about so much more once again, but today it was astrology, religion, eh, a little bit of ball hockey. I'll tell you this before I go. So we're playing today. At 5.40, and so when we go to these things, normally I stay in my own room, right? I've been doing that for years, especially with the, you know, provincials, or sorry, nationals, when I go with Team Newfoundland a couple weeks ago and everything, I always got my own room. But when you come to the Team Canada events, I mean, first of all, cost. I mean, we're at the hotel, we're in a nice hotel here. I think the uh, hotels are 500 a night or, or a little bit more than that. So if we want our own room, we have to, you know, we'd have to chip in that amount extra ourselves. So there's a cost thing. But still, some I'm 46 years old, man. I come to these things. And I, what I'm saying is that the Canada events, they like you to have a roommate. And that's why we have a meeting down. So, I mean, they treat, think if you were to go to the Olympics, you know, your preparation and you know, we'll get down there today and there's bananas and oranges and we'll have a meal and we'll have like a kind of a chalk talk kind of thing. Like we'll go over their team. We'll go over our team, our power play by the board. You know, we'll go over all that. And those memories go back, you know, to me as far as when my first time playing for Team Canada in ice hockey would have been under 16, under 17. And, you know, you go from that to NHL camp and it's the same kind of thing. And, you know, in my NHL camps, I always had a roommate. And, you know, so you, you go through this process together and a lot of people, I guess, when they retire, they don't have that anymore. So I, 
I, you know, if most people would be like, what the fuck? You want to stay a week with another fucking guy in your room? You know, not much. I, there's something in me that it connects me with not only my past because it's still going. It, it is my present. And to know that my present, I mean, because honestly, Montreal Canadiens camp, Team Canada, like Team Pacific, all that under 18 stuff, even the early ball hockey stuff, it seems like lifetimes ago to me. It seems like a different era what it is it is you know it is it's decades but you know it's it there's something nostalgic about it and it's nice to be on a team and competing and you know a lot of us why do we do it why do i do it i've got uh three world championships in in the open the, the regular men's division i've got one in masters i got uh, a bunch of national championships with Team Newfoundland. And once I played for Montreal, I got one with Montreal. Um, in the Hall of Fame. You know, this isn't some, I'm not bragging when I, I'm just saying, what, so why do I do this? We don't get paid to come here. I do it because it's great to put on the fucking Team Canada jersey and it's great to have a meaningful goal with a team. And I can still play and play hard, Right. That's why sometimes beer league doesn't transfer over. I, when I play beer league at home, I mean, it's not very much I don't play beer league because it's almost a shinny skate. I go and sh skate shinny, which is a little bit different. But there, I, I have, like, people have asked me, you go to these beer leagues, and sometimes people take it too serious, and then it kind of gets me going. And I never do. I'm good like that. Like, you, I won't be sticking anybody, or I don't even really – I skate hard and stuff, but in beer league, you won't see me doing that. But – I'm also kind of checked out mentally from that physical competitive part. I can't be real competitive and play beer league. It just doesn't add up. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'll go out. I'll pass it. I'll have a good, you know, good, good sweat on, but I'm not going to take it. Like, but this I, I get to take seriously. Like I'll go out there today and no doubt get mugged in front of the net. Like probably cross check somebody. I don't think a fight will happen, but this is competition. And that's also why I like to do these things because it's the it's the most competitive I can be now as a person, and I'm I still like to give elbows in front of the net. I still like to be worried about my power play percentage. I still like to go out and be judged on my last shift. I, I, there's still a level of me like that likes to be coached. There's a, something in me that wants to be a teammate, right? And and when I go back and play like slow pitch softball or something, it's just not there. Yes, you're my teammate, and yes, we can have fun. And but to know what it's like to look at your across the way and to 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 know your teammate knows what it's like to like lose a world championship final. Not only win, but to lose one. To get all that way, there's something I've often said, and I've lost so many times that more than I won, and I lost a lot in like overtime and finals and like game sevens and stuff. And really, it's one thing, but if you when you look over and you know what it takes to get all the way there and then have it ripped away from you and all those blood, sweat, tears in the fucking blink of an eye and an overtime goal, right? That's that's experiencing something with somebody that can't be reproduced in lawn bowling, right? So I know that coming here, there's 20 like-minded individuals that want to get out and get another fucking win. And there's a world championship ring that comes with this. There's a word is the best in the fucking world at what we do. So it's an honor to be here. And I know that at some point, like, 
I'm I'm gonna have to my my legs are gonna have to give out. It's my like I said, my body's literally decaying because it's slowly dying. But as is the case with all of us. But um, if I can have anything to say about it, and I do, it's my body. Then I'm just gonna go hard until it shuts down. Like I'm gonna keep going. It also keeps me young, keeps me fit. I don't like going to the gym and just riding the bike, staring at the wall, but I like going out with the boys and playing and that ball there. I could play 10 ball hockey games in a day and be exhausted and come home and not even be able to fuck 10 is an exaggeration three and be exhausted. Actually it's happened, but at these things, you know, before I should qualify that they don't allow three games in a day because you lose too much water. It's hot ball hockey. You're, in, in ways, it's it's harder than ice hockey because you're running. You're not gliding, right? Um, we're on a big, big surface here, so I'm playing center. So I've got to be in good shape. So when I go home, yeah, I, I hate going to the gym and doing that. I don't push myself as hard. I could go two hours on the bike as well. I'm, I'm not going to go as hard as ball hockey is, or, or ice hockey. It's just, you know, the way people out there that play a sport, you know the way it is. If I have to, I'll join a local pickup basketball game. I mean it. I played soccer this summer because I just know that those things I'm going to push myself. If I, if I start running on the side of the road, I'm going to stop way too early. I'm going to, I'm going to feel every injury. There you go. When I jog on the side of the road, I can feel my joints generally, at least the injuries, which over the years come, you know, wrists, knees, ankles, elbows. They've all been hurt in ice hockey or ball hockey in one way. I mean, you could even not play those things and be my age and they start hurting. So when I run, I feel it, but fuck, when I play ball hockey, I don't even notice it. Uh, it's wild. Um, anyway, I, I, I know I talk about this here and there too, but, you know, there's, I like to explain it and uh, and the little nuances of, of the game as in roommates. So my roommate, I mean, I didn't know him. I never met him. So you never know who you're going to get. And the there's five Newfoundlanders, and I don't mind staying, you know, so in other words, the, the the other two are paired up. Uh, the the four are paired up, and I was uh, on my own. So I said, yeah, I you know I I like meeting the boys and and a guy that I'm staying with and his name is Yannick Tifu and he played pro hockey, played in the um had like point a game in the queue, big time score, and went to the United League, then the Coast, worked his way up to the American League, played two NHL exhibition games, um. And nearly got called up to the American League with a little window of opportunity and it like had a point a game in Albany in like 38 games, had like 33 points. Told me he didn't score for the first 10. I just met him last night, talking with him this morning. You know, so you get on that level and like, and I also, not everybody on Team Canada ball hockey played ice hockey. A lot do. When I started, not many did. Now I think the majority do or have at some point. Not everybody played pro hockey, but now there's more and more every year. And uh, so Tifu has played for ball hockey for years. I just never really intersected with him. And uh, I knew he was a decent ice hockey player, but I looked at his hockey DB today and we got talking. We have lots of common friends. He plays in the LNAH now, the Quebec Senior League. He's not a fighter. And when I, I say that because people know the league, know it's famous for fighting. But uh, no, just a good guy. Came in and we had a great chat this morning. He works with an old teammate of mine and tales with TR guest Eric Hood. And, uh, you know, it's it's just nice. And I, now we get to go down and we're going to have a bite to eat as soon as I press uh, 
stop from this podcast. I'm going to go down and we're going to have a uh, pregame meal and get ready to go play Team USA and put it all on the line for each other, you know. And uh, there's something in me that's doesn't want to see that. Once that part of my life is over, then part of me is dead. And that's the truth. And, uh, you know, you get busy living or you get busy dying. And uh, it's an old Shawshank Redemption quote, Andy Dufresne. Says, get busy living or get busy dying. And I've, it's one of my uh, mottos, one of my mantras. No, I guess motto is, uh, you know, I've just never been the type to say, oh, I'm getting old. I might as well stop doing this. Or I don't know, my knees still work. I can still run. I got to push myself a bit harder to stay in shape, but I'll do it. If that means wearing a maple leaf on my chest. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that if I keep going and just working hard, eating fairly good, you know, having a decent diet, playing ball hockey, keeping dedicated, staying in shape, that I can play for my country? Well, to me, it's going to be yes every time until I hurt and I can't do it anymore, which I know has happened soon, right? It has to, and it will. And when it does, I'll pick something else, whether it's darts. I don't know. Maybe then I'll start golfing. I, I don't know. But I'm not going to get busy dying ever, right? That's for sure. So anyway, sometimes I like doing these on my own. I don't know who the fuck's listening, but even today I had a bunch of stuff to talk about. I didn't even talk about one. I just I just opened up and... But it helps, or it's nostalgic to me to be able to talk. I would never, everything I just spoke about, I would never think for like an hour straight and go through all this. But as I talk about it, it opens up so many doors from my memory. And by the way, going to St. Bonds and, and, and being brought up Catholic was great. It really was. It was fun. I'm saying at the core of the beliefs, whatever. But, you know, I guess I'm, I'm, uh, there's way more positive memories and, God, you know, I couldn't have had it much better growing up where I did with, with the awesome friends and all that. It's, it didn't come down to Jesus. It came down to the human spirit. Okay. For me. And, uh, but it doesn't mean that I don't have the memories and I don't respect everybody's individual beliefs out there because, uh, God knows that I could be wrong. And, uh, but, but I, I think I'm right in that we're all human and we're all searching for love and happiness, maybe at least happiness and, uh, how you get there is your own business. That's first and foremost. Okay. I just gave you a glimpse into my past and my opinions, but they're forever changing as well. My opinions are never static. Most people's aren't, uh, I have an open mind. Uh, this has been tales with TR 168 a, and I don't know who I'm going to have in a couple days, but I um uh, I promise you that real soon we'll get back to some regularity. And like hey, you know, we got this is uh September in a couple of days. Shorzy's coming out real soon. There'll be more teasers dropped. I've kinda I I've been waiting for so long. I'm as excited as you guys are, by the way. And we haven't seen them. We go do the scenes, but 
we haven't seen it and and it's always way different you know how you how you package all that together and produce it after it's over is a different animal than when you're actually doing it so i'm really looking forward to watching it as well at this point it's like i look at it like a documentary of memories of me and my friends it's it's not so much the storyline as oh yeah remember when we did that scene kind of thing but i'm looking forward to it anyway if you're in st john's you're downtown why not check out go for a beer go for a coffee go for a joint go for whatever just uh get out and uh support local head on Check out Trinity Pub. Why not? Check out TJ's Pub, Green Sleeves, my hub, Green Sleeves Pub. Rob Roy and Confusion, uh, the Martini Bar, and of course, the Bull and Barrel. Rock and roll hole in the wall. Check out those places. If you want a bite to eat, why not do it at Merchant Tavern or Blue on Water here in the East End by Elizabeth Avenue area. Check out Wedgwood Cafe, my buddy Peter Wedgwood. If you want strength and balance for the body and mind, look no further than Power Conditioning on Rope Walk Lane. Ryan Power, contact Ryan. He'll help you out. You don't have to be a pro. You just got to be willing and uh, ready to change your life, your body, and your mind. Pitbull Pain Relief, the pain sticks that don't quit. Pitbull Pain Relief, go to pitbullpainrelief.com. You want to go to Mr. Lube and you're in St. John's, there's two locations. One's on Torbay Road, one's on Kenmount Road. Live, laugh, lube. Chris Sparks, the proud owner of Mr. Lube, is on my team this week right here in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Chris is a great hockey player in his own right and has his own story to tell someday right here on Tales with TR. True hockey, take what's yours, folks. I'll be back in just a couple days with a mystery guest, but I'll be back all the same. Thanks for tuning in. This has been 168A, Tales with TR. Catch you guys on the rebound.